Yes, I would say aside from, you know, feeling like, okay, I'm living more simply. And I like to say, I'm not a minimalist, I'm a specialist (laughs) because I have, you know, six pairs of shoes, but I have a silly amount of music toys. Welcome to the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast, the show where you learn how to plan, build, and live the tiny lifestyle. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and this is episode 239 with Annie Corbett. One of my favorite things to do on this podcast is to speak directly with a real live tiny house dweller and find out kind of what makes them tick, why they decided to go tiny, what they did in the process of designing and building their house to make it unique for them, and how living tiny has been for them. And that's what I do today with my guest, Annie Corbett. I found out about Annie because she released a hilarious music video about, well, What Goes Down in the Tiny House Loft, which is really fun, and I suggest you watch it. You'll find it linked on the show notes page for this episode. But Annie has just a really sweet tiny house life, and I really enjoyed exploring it with her, and I think you'll find a lot of inspiration and wisdom in this conversation. I hope you stick around. Thank you so much to everyone who attended the 2022 Tiny House Summit last week. The reviews and feedback are humbling and really makes it all worthwhile for me. So if you attended, if you sent me an email or left a comment on the Summit Hub, I want to personally thank you for doing that. Uh, I really enjoyed putting it together. If you want to catch that Summit content, you can still watch it. Uh, It's called the All Access Pass, gives you lifetime access to all 30 sessions. That's over 15 hours of tiny house knowledge and wisdom, plus a bunch of bonuses. And for podcast listeners, I'm offering $50 off the cost of the All Access Pass using the coupon code THLP. So again, use the coupon code THLP to get $50 off the All Access Pass. If you want to learn more about the Tiny House Summit, you can go to tinyhousesummit.co. There you'll find all of the speakers, their topics, their bios, and even short preview videos of each of the sessions. And you'll also find links to the all-access pass there. Again, head over to tinyhousesummit.co and click on the all-access pass. Use the coupon code THLP for $50 off. Right, I am here with Annie Corbett, known by the artist name Annie C, is a Portland, Oregon-based musician who has lived in her tiny home, The Green Dream, since 2017. Her music is featured in the documentary Damned to Extinction on the 350.org compilation Protect What You Love and in the film Falling South. She recorded her 2017 release, Shadows Insight, entirely in her tiny home. She just released a new EP, Aligning, this September. It features Tiny House Loft, a song and video that shows the humorous side of romance in a small space. She is also starting a YouTube channel showcasing everyday tiny house living. Annie Corbett, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Ethan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on. So um, the Tiny House Loft song was kind of my introduction to you. And it's kind of like, it's like, let's get it on for the tiny house movement. Exactly. You know, make conservation sexy. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's a really fun song and the video is really well put together. So I'll I'll you know it'll definitely be in the um in the show notes description for this. So so anyone listening can go and and check out the video. But um, so twenty seventeen to now, you know, is five years. That's that's a pretty long time in in the tiny house movement age. Can you can you talk about how you got interested in tiny house living and you know kind of what it was like you know, having a house built and, and how long that whole process took? Sure, definitely. So I started thinking about tiny house living probably a few years prior to that, probably uh-huh. 2013, 2014-ish. And I think that seems like sort of when it kind of hit maybe a more popular mainstream. And I started hearing about that a little bit more. So at the time I was renting rooms in people's homes and being a musician and having kind of Mm -hmm. an odd schedule and also wanting to, you know, create whenever inspiration would strike. I started thinking about, you know, I would love to have a more detached space. I started thinking about possibly van life or RV life. And I ultimately started pursuing tiny house living more seriously because I'm kind of a Mm -hmm. wuss when it comes to the cold and I wanted actual house insulation. Yep. And so about, I would say a year before I found the house I'm living in, I started the process of, I know you've talked about sort of the tiny home decisions and Mm -hmm. I started talking with people who had built their homes. I started looking at online used tiny home listings and I talked to builders. I had a friend of mine who has an architect background, uh, my friend Emily, accompany me to some of the visits to the builders. Mm -hmm. And I ultimately decided to work with builders because I wanted something that was built to code. The people I knew and the stories that I heard from people who have built their own homes, it seemed like it always took a lot longer than they expected. And, And I really, I've built I built a bed frame once and I built the couch that I have, but I don't have a lot of building experience. So that seemed like the right fit for me. And I ended up finding some builders who are pretty local uh, based out of Salem. And Mm -hmm. we basically modified kind of one of their basic plans, essentially. Nice. So, yeah. Well, in your, in your, Tiny Home Tours video, it it really looks like you've done some customization that you've talked about, mm-hmm. like building out the couch storage to specifically fit different pieces mm-hmm. of musical equipment. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about, about those modifications and those things that you've done since moving in? Sure. Yes. And I think this brings up a good point that when I was starting to look at different homes, tiny houses, mm-hmm. I saw several models that had sort of custom you know, furniture built in. And I found for me, I like to have a little bit more space to kind of do yoga and stretch. And I found that the homes that sort of built out from the side, those felt really cramped to me. Mm. So I knew that I wanted sort of a basic kind of shell, you know, not a shell completely, but I didn't want anything built in. I wanted to live in it for a time and figure out what I wanted. And so when the pandemic hit, and I was spending a lot more time in my house. I, you know, I previously just kind of had my music equipment out kind of loose at the end of the house. But it was at that time that I decided, okay, I want to have, I basically have these three sort of table shelves 
and you can see it in the video. Okay. And then on top of that, I put a little mattress. So it sort of functions as a couch, but I okay. measured, you know, I measured the width of my speakers and my, my loop pedal to, to sort of figure out how big each of the little subdivision tables would be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to make the height, um, a good height where I could sort of get on and get off the couch yeah. relatively yeah. easily. Well, it's, it's, it's great. It definitely like in your tour and, and I don't mean this as an insult at all. It looks lived in like it, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's refreshing because it's not like a tiny house that's, um, you know, brand new, that's just been delivered that maybe nobody lives in yet. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's clear that you live there and you've made the modifications that you need to, to kind of make it work. Right. Exactly. And that's what I wanted to show. And that's, what I'm starting to show on my, my YouTube channel for the, the green dream as well as sort of the everyday tiny house living. Because when I was researching tiny homes, I saw a lot of tours that, as you said, looked like, oh, this, this house was just delivered or it's sort mm-hmm. of a model. And I wanted to see, well, what is it actually like to live in it? What is it like to cook in it? And um, how do you figure out where your things go? So that's what, that's what I'm trying to show a little bit more in that space. And so, yeah, I'm glad that that you noticed that. Yeah. And, and I actually, it's an interesting point. You know, the conventional wisdom I think is to go with the built-ins because it, it saves, it can sp- save a little space. It's just a little mm-hmm. bit more efficient, but I think that, that your house is probably much more adaptable. You know, those built-ins mm-hmm. are, are pretty hard to change, especially if you don't put flooring under them. If you're like, I'm building the couch in here and I'm going to save space on the floors by not putting in hardwood flooring underneath. Um, right. You know, that's that's hard to change down the line. Exactly. I like that that customization. You know, I can I can pull my music gear out and and play with it in the middle of the room. I can mm-hmm. stretch. I can do yoga. And I know some of the homes that I saw, you, you really it was hard to to have that sort of space that is adaptable in that way for different different activities. So, yeah, that's yeah, what I wanted. Well, that's fantastic. Um, you know, you mentioned in the tour, you know, that there are some things that you change about the house. Would you mind kind of sharing those here and and elaborating on those? Sure. That was sort of a hard question to answer. Um, because I do feel, I feel pretty good about the size. I feel good that I didn't get different, you know, something that was more complicated or had more built-ins. The one thing that I did mention in the video is I am in the Pacific Northwest and it Mm -hmm. can be a bit gray and the yep. spot that I'm in, I actually have some really nice shade for the summer, but it is, I'm in a cedar house. And so, you know, it's got a bit more of a cabin feel. And so it can feel like there are times that I want a little more light. And mm-hmm. those are when I do watch other people's tiny home tours who have built in skylights. I do think about that at times, but I know that that would involve kind of losing some of that roof insulation and, and making yeah. it a bit colder. But there are times I would like a bit more light. That was what I mentioned in that tour. Yeah, definitely. I I, I also struggled with that um, decision to put a skylight in or not. And ultimately, I also decided not to put in the skylight um, mm-hmm. for those kind of similar longevity reasons of like being nervous that it would leak over time. Right, right. Yeah. Other than that, there's not a lot I can I can think that I would change. It really feels like it fits. It fits my lifestyle pretty well. Yeah. So, um, what has it been like 
kind of adapting to being a musician and, and making music in the tiny house? Yes, I would say aside from, you know, feeling like, okay, I'm living more simply. And I like to say, I'm not a minimalist. I'm a specialist <laughs> because I, like I have, you know, six pairs of shoes, but I have a silly amount of music toys. So aside from living more simply and living lighter on the land, that's been one of my favorite things about living in the tiny home is that, Mm -hmm. and where I have it, I'm not very close to the main house or any of the neighbors. And so there have Mm -hmm. been times I've practiced at 11 at night, you know, have a gig coming up and I'll practice, I'll write at night. Like I said, being able to move things around and and I've recorded in here, as you mentioned, I forgot that I put that on my bio, but my my 27 release, 2017 release, I recorded almost entirely in the tiny house and, and it was mixed here as well. Yeah. So we brought in, you know, a drummer set up his, my, my drummer set up his hand drums in here. And so that's been super fun. We've even had, you know, band rehearsals in here. I've gotten six people in here and we call it the cram jam. So, <laughs> so it's been, you know, it's fun. Definitely a blessing to have that space. I know that that's a challenge for a lot of musicians and yeah. Yeah, definitely. You, you, you live in your practice space. Right. Exactly. I have my, <laughs> my instruments on my wall. I can see some behind you as well. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. A few, a few stringed instruments back there as well. I I liked in your tour that you mentioned, like when you were preparing for the tiny house that you, you know, you were willing to give a lot of things away, but like never any musical gear. And I, I, I personally yeah. feel the same. Like I refuse to get rid of any musical instruments like ever. So right. they, they follow me around. <laughs> exactly. You can hang them on the walls. Yep. You can, yep. you know, you can find places for them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Did you have to bring in more equipment, you know, to record that album or were you just able to, you know, use your computer and just what you had locally in the house? I think that I did. I think I basically used everything here. I had gotten a pretty good mic, vocal microphone. I don't think there was anything I brought in. No, it was basically all what I had. Mm-hmm. And in this space, with the exception of one, there's one drummer on one song who was up in Seattle. And so I recorded yeah. him there, but cool. everything else was here. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, what you can do now with just like a Mac laptop and... and- mm-hmm. A few microphones. Right. Logic and a few microphones. And Yep. Yep. Are you, are you a Logic person? I am now. I, I nice. used GarageBand for quite a while and yep. then got into Logic. And Logic is just sort of the next step from GarageBand. Yep. yep. And I find it, it's very intuitive. And then I started getting in a little bit into the video editing to do some of the, the Tiny Home videos. And Final yeah. Cut is also sort of like related, it seems, mm-hmm. to Logic and GarageBand. So... Those are all sort of in the same intuitive family. So yeah, we'll plug for yeah. Those. They, they want to sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. Apple, please come sponsor yeah. <laughs> me, sponsor Annie. Like we, we would love to take your money because <laughs> totally. we know, we know we've given you plenty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what has your experience been parking the tiny home? Have you had a lot of different parking spots or, you know, tell that story. Yeah. Yes. So I've been in one location for the five years and we were just mentioning that I will be moving in a couple of weeks. My partner and I have lived on opposite sides of town. And so we have some friends with a little bit more space, um, a little bit east of here. 
And so we're rolling the tiny house over and we're going to have space in the house, which is great because he's also a musician. So I will get to see what that adventure is like in a couple of weeks. Wow. But I haven't moved it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, how lucky to have been able to live in your house for for Mm -hmm. that many years. And also... You know, you're you're not moving it under duress like you haven't had a right. falling out with your landlord or like the, the exactly. city hasn't come knocking. You're just moving because you want to move. Exactly. It's a very it's one of the it's probably it's the happiest move I'll be making. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a very happy move. Yeah. And to find my spot, that is actually kind of an interesting part of the story. So, yeah, please. I know you've talked about and it, this is still the case in a lot of areas where people told me in so I'm in Portland mm-hmm. that it was pre-legal at the time that I moved in that yeah. it wasn't it wasn't technically illegal but it, there there just weren't the laws saying yes you can do this mm-hmm. and so that was I think that was my biggest concern moving into a tiny house okay so I I would say a few months six months or so before I decided on the house that I'm in I posted a Craigslist ad just saying this is, you know, about me and the dimensions of the likely dimensions of the house and just seeing if people had space for it. And I was, I got a lot of what I, I was surprised by how many responses I got. I was getting probably three to four a week. Wow. And so through that process, I met my, my landmate, landlords. Landmates. And, like uh, and I'm just behind the main house. So that was another thing I really liked about this location is that it's very stealth. It's not mm-hmm. visible from the road, not out in a driveway or anything like that. Yep. And the neighbors around me, I'm basically facing their yards. So I'm also not very close to their homes. So I haven't had any problems with that. And I know I'm really lucky in that, in that way. And since then, it is now, it is now legal, technically legal to be in yeah. an RV or a tiny house in Portland. So yeah, it's it's awesome, and and yeah, I, I don't know the episode number off the top of my head, but I I will put it in the show notes if anyone's interested in hearing about the Portland laws. I had someone mm. on who is very knowledgeable about that. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, check that out. So, what are you doing? So, your house has been in place for for five years. What are you doing to prepare for the move? Yes. So, since I haven't moved, I'm sort of trying to feel out what I should do. I talked to the tiny house mover who said that I can keep things in my house. So Mm -hmm. my plan is to move. I have a storage loft. I have a sleeping loft and a storage Mm -hmm. loft. And I'm planning to take things out of the storage loft. Yeah. I'll probably move a few things ahead of time to the main house. I'll definitely take my music gear out. Yep. But other than that, I don't have a lot of very breakable things. I think it's going to be a lot of, oh, and the dishes. I'll take the dishes out. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be duct taping drawers and cabinet. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't feel, you know, it's sort of like having your own moving truck in a way. Yeah. Well, yeah. So for my recent move, I forgot to take the globe off of the ceiling fan, the like glass globe that covers the light bulb. And that fell off during the move and just shattered everywhere. Oh, no. But I actually took like 
all of the dishes and stuff. I just Mm -hmm. had a couple of like those plastic, you know, totes. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of layered the dishes with like either clothes or like clean dish towels and and other Mm -hmm. type things and just put those right on the floor of the tiny house. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of all you need. I also, I see some pictures behind you. I would take those off the wall too. Yeah. Yeah. Pictures. But it it doesn't feel like, it feels strange because it, it feels weird to move and not have all these boxes or have this, you know, kind of scramble to to really pack things in that conventional way. Yeah. But more about, like you said, strategizing what you're going to move and, and what to kind of protect. Definitely. It, it's not something that most people have to think about. Like, you know, if you, if you are living van life or schooly life, like you're probably used to moving it more often. And mm-hmm. then if you're in a stationary house, you, you, you move, but you have to pack everything in boxes. So it's, it's rare to have like a house that's built like a like a single family home but also have it move right right going on the road going on the road so i'm curious like when you when you were kind of dreaming and then building your tiny house did you think of it like this is going to be my forever thing or were you like Mm -hmm. okay i'm going to do this for for three years and then reevaluate like what was your thought process there yeah that's a great question I know that at the time, I think at the time it was more about, gosh, I really would love this to have a situation where I, like I said, I can just create at any time and I'm sort of detached Mm from having to worry about making noise with other people around. And at the time I remember talking with people, you know, what if at that time I hadn't met my partner and all of this. And so my vision was really kind of what I'll be moving into, which is if I meet someone and we find a place together that can be part of it. You know, that can be a studio in the backyard or that I envisioned keeping the house with me in some capacity. And I think being a musician, you know, we could turn it into a little studio and that would be sort of a novel, fun thing potentially. And I, it's, it's, I I guess it sounds sort of weird. I don't know if other people, I, I imagine if you've built your own house, you feel very attached, but when I did get the house, I, yeah, I feel very attached to it, but yeah. maybe at some point I would, you know, sell it, but yeah, it almost feels like a pet in a certain way that I want to keep it with me in some capacity. Yeah. yeah. Um, tell, tell us about the name, the green dream. Oh, sure. So it's green on the outside. Okay. And, um, I don't know when I came up with that. I mean, it rhymes in my videos. I have a little goofy jingle. And I don't know, it just seemed like it fit. Just fit. I like it. Well, you also talked about your, um, you know, wanting to live more lightly on on the earth. So there's like the green, yeah. you know, green living. Right, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Green living, the green color. Yeah. And that yep. it had that it had been a dream for a few years at that point. And so, yeah, yeah. kind of actualizing that. Yeah, that's really awesome. And so you're, you're starting to do, have you started it yet? Or are you going to start doing like a YouTube channel sharing your, your day-to-day life? Yes. So I just posted the videos, the, um, the tour on the, the tiny home tours came out and that was my plan to, to sort of, when that came out, I would post the videos. I was kind of waiting to do the jingle and, and they sort of surprised me posting the video. And so I just, that day just, okay, I'm going to, lo-fi it but 
So I just posted a few videos and I have a couple more in the pipeline. And I think there's mm-hmm. going to be several about the move, like you said, kind of preparing. And then what is the actual move going to be like? The The location that I'm in, when we when they delivered the house, they had to sort of jackknife it back here, if that makes sense. Ah. So I think the extraction will be interesting okay. to see. And yeah, so I'm 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 planning to share that adventure. People want to check it out. Nice. And have you um have you hired professional movers um mm-hmm. or are you doing it yourself? I I have hired a professional mover for that reason because I knew yep. Yep. it would be challenging for just anyone with a truck to get it out of the location. Uh-huh. But I I definitely want to really observe everything that they do so that I'm more self-sufficient with that in the future. But I uh-huh. think for this move, since it's been a while, you know, I haven't moved it at all. And it's a tricky location that wanted to go with a pro. Yeah. 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 I think that's, that's a good, that's a good way to do it. I, I've never moved mine myself really mm. either because I, I just, I think it's, worth it to hire somebody with the right equipment and expertise. Right. Right. Has it was it nerve-wracking when you the first time you moved your house? Oh, it's always nerve-wracking seeing it roll. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um But it, you know, for the person towing it, it's just towing another thing, you know, it's not mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal, but but to you and me it's like it's our house. It's a, it's a right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I had a friend come, I mean, since it's been here for five years, I was, you know, making sure, okay, I got to make sure the, oh, that was, that's another thing I did. I made sure the Mm -hmm. tires were at a certain PSI, 65. And then I had a friend come over so we could test the lights. Yeah. So it has the signal light. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he was saying that you could have a, he said a forklift, basically a (laughs) forklift could move your house and. That wow. it was that those are very maneuverable. So I yes, never thought that about is, that. That is true. So maybe in the future, that'll be fun yeah. to see. I actually, the, my house stayed in the same spot for a long time before it moved, and the wheels had kind of sunken into the ground a bit. And we, yeah, there was a tractor on the property that, and that was what we used to pull it out because it was oh wow, little, it was slightly stuck. But tractor wow. tractors also very maneuverable for towing a tiny house. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, so how, you know, how often do you perform and play out? And like, are you able to store all your like live gear with mm-hmm. you at the tiny house? Yes. So I would say I perform every month or so. I kind of go through waves. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, finishing this, this EP that I just released it's called Aligning in September. And I'm going to have a video coming out the end of October. Mm-hmm. And so I would say I play about every month or so publicly. Okay. I have toured in the past, um, not since the pandemic and mm-hmm. kind of feeling that out, what I want to do there. But I yeah. do play regularly in assisted living and elder care facilities. Nice. Two to three times a week. Wow. So I have, you know, I have my PA set up and I usually mm-hmm. bring bring one of those speakers. So I have all my gear very accessible. It before I had the couch, some of it was in the storage loft and I would have to kind yeah. of bring things up and down. So it's nice to have everything everything out, but yeah, all the music 
gears in here. Definitely. Yeah. And that's, it's just so cool because, you know, you think of somebody who is a musician and you think about all their gear and you're like, well, they probably couldn't live in a tiny house. Right. Um, But they really can. Right. That's why I say specialist. You think about, okay, what do I, what do I want to keep with me? Uh Uh-huh. And I think the biggest thing that I got, I never had a lot of clothes. I think in other areas of my life, I am a little bit more of a natural minimalist, but I did throughout different moves in my adult life. I, I, kept shedding books. You know, I used to keep all books with me. And and then I realized, you know, there there might be a couple of books that I would like to keep, but I would rather read something and pass it along. So yeah. Yeah. I just have a few books up in my store my sleeping loft and and the rest kind of cycle through, you know. And nice. there's libraries and yeah. So I think it's a a lot of it's about, you know, if there are, you know, if you're an artist or there's something that is important to you and and you want to build your space around that and then keep everything else as simple as possible. I think it's very, very doable. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any, um, any like renovations or changes or things that you're kind of looking, looking ahead to in the tiny house? Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned the ceiling fan because I do have wiring for Ah. a ceiling fan that I've never put in and it would be nice to have that. I have a little right now I have, a little fan at the one mm. of the small back windows, and that's kind of what I use for the sort of you know ventilation and air movement. But it would be nice to have yep. a ceiling fan. What else have I thought about? Oh, so a little, a slightly more permanent deck in the okay. <laughs> in the tour video. I have this. It was a little cheap kind of canvas thing that I put on it, slightly crooked. What else? Renovations. I think that's another place where I'm sort of a little bit more of a minimalist that has, you know, I just kind of wanted my little box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing yeah. too complicated. There's this drawer that always opens that I'm kind of taping shut, but nothing major. I would <laughs> nothing say. Nothing major. Okay. Yeah. Ceiling fan, drawer repair. Ceiling fan, drawers. I don't know. I think that's it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, one thing that I like to ask all my guests is, you know, what are, what are two or three resources that maybe helped you out on, on your tiny house journey or just things that inspire you in general just and that you'd want to share with the listeners? Sure. You know, since it's been a little while, I'm trying to remember the particular. Mm-hmm. I remember that my my friend and I, my friend who helped, uh, went accompanied me to the visit mm-hmm. with the builders. I, I'm sure we watched one of those reality shows that had yeah. t- that featured tiny homes. I don't remember which one it was, but I remember we we sort of binge watched a few episodes of that show. I know that I I went on YouTube a lot, and I was yeah, especially when I wasn't sure about do I get a van, RV, tiny house, and so I watched a ton of different videos of people in those situations. I think this was before I was really on Instagram a lot, but definitely a okay. lot of YouTube just. YouTube random, <laughs> random shuffle and looking Definitely. at different places. And then, and then, like I said, just going out, I think being in Portland, I was fortunate to have access to, you know, I knew different people or friends of friends who had built homes. Um, there's a spot up here, green anchors where there's a lot of building yep. going yep. on. So 
just visiting homes. I looked at some tumbleweed houses. So yeah, just physically uh, getting a physical sense for a lot of different tiny homes was, was very helpful. I got to really see you know, I think I, I saw a used shell that was a 16 foot tiny house. And I realized that is way too small. I'm not going that <laughs> tiny, you know, or seeing yeah, places. Really tiny. The big thing for me was, um, and I'm not that tall, but mm-hmm. I, I went to several tiny homes where I could barely sit in the loft and that didn't feel great. So the builders that I worked with, they actually build their own trailers a bit lower to the ground. So they have a little more height in the loft. Okay. And that was a that was a big deciding factor for me. Yeah, just it's sort of like trying on trying on clothes, you know, what what fits and maybe the the legs too long or the sleeves are too short. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's that's great advice. Annie Corbett, thanks so much for being a guest on the show today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks Ethan, thanks for having me. Thank you so much to Annie Corbett for being a guest on the show today. You can find the show notes, including a complete transcript, photos of Annie's house, and some of her music, including that hilarious Tiny House Loft music video, over at thetinyhouse.net slash 239. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash 239. Well, that's all for this week. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast.